Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. B. Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. What we're going to do right now, we're going to go down, take a walk down memory lane. In the break, sitting there talking to Jeff in Landfill. And just thinking about some of the moments I shared and experienced at our RFK, I felt we may as well bring that out right now. There were people already trying to call 1-800-636-1067. You can hit us on the MGM National Harbor listener line. And give us your take. We want to find out your fondest memory of RFK. It could be when the football team was playing there, baseball team, hockey. I mean, a hockey. Soccer, whatever. Because when you start seeing smoke bellowing out of the stadium and you got everything on, you start to think about, oh, this may be the end. And you begin to think about it to move forward. Well, we got our Jupu Finbu joining us right now. JP, what's up, brother? Jupu. Brian Mitchell. (laughs) How do you do? What's up, young man? Oh, man. You know what, B? Every time I hear him talk, I become more and more impressed with Terry McLaurin. Oh, yeah. I told you that earlier. Well, and, you and, wasn't on earlier. I, I was telling everybody else that. <laughs> but but I, here's what I wanted to add to that, because that, that's the easy part, right? It's easy to say that. The difference is I've, I've heard a lot of people talk. I, I've been to a lot of press conferences, heard a lot of athletes over the years talk about lots of things but with terry i i personally know that it's all sincere that it's all real that he is going to put the required work in and this is just a step in the journey yeah and it's so refreshing to hear that and and, and to know that it's real yeah. if that makes sense no no it's true like, i think the thing about terry is he's the same all the time and I think that is a, that's the one thing that I think a lot of people can take away from him. He doesn't change whether he's up or down. He's given an interview after signing a contract like that or as after a tough game. He's always sincere. He thinks about what he's saying. A lot of people, they are wishy-washy. They're fake. They talk it when they're in front of the camera. And once they leave the camera, they begin to go back to that lazy ass that they were before. He has never been that way, and I don't think ever will be. You know, I'm that 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 little story that I could tell everybody out there. You could probably find it on Twitter or Instagram, where there's this coach who was a receivers coach talking about when he first met Terry, and he was telling uh, Urban Meyer, "This is the guy we should get." And Urban Meyer basically called Terry in and berated Terry and the coach by saying, "You ain't that good." This, that, and the other, and say, "What I want you to do is go." Go catch 200 balls a day. Come back and we'll see later. But when he came back, Urban was like, this kid's been working. He did what he told him to do. He gets on that, uh, that he gets signed by Ohio State, and then he becomes the guy we know today because he never stopped working, because he believed that people didn't believe in him. So he has something that's pushing him. 
You know, and, and, and oh, yeah. I heard him talking today about his his his, uh, his family, his girlfriend, and all the people been in his corner. And like when I speak with kids, I always say, find someone that you don't want to let down, because we all let ourselves down. We do a lot of stupid stuff. We hurt ourselves. We don't care. But when we we make a promise to mama, daddy, granddaddy, whoever, we we live up to that. And if they do something like that, because you can see he's obviously done it, they can expect to never ever quit on themselves. And they won't be letting people down. You know what was cool is I, um, R- Rivera spoke with the media after the presser, and he was explaining, I'd say accurately, that McLaurin was a signing the organization had to get done. He called it an organizational signing, and that it showed everybody. It showed players. It showed coaches it showed business partners and sponsors that that this team means business and is doing things the right way and and that really stood out to me because like if they don't sign one, him true. if they don't sign him ain't much you can believe they say anymore after that and standing there and I'm standing next to Terry as he's listening to Ron say these things and I, and I I kind of like just whispered to him I was like, what does it feel like to be an organizational keystone, an organizational cornerstone of a $5 billion organization? Like, they they need you. And he just looked at me, and you could see the emotion in his face. like, man, I'm just a kid from Indianapolis. I just always worked hard. And it's just, it's so real with that, dude. They need a kid from Indianapolis. They need a kid with a work mindset. Because you know how many kids we had come through here from different parts of this country that all they cared about was the fact that they were on the team and the money they were making, and they just ran around town with their chest poked out while they were losing games and didn't give a damn about anything? That's a young man who works hard, who in a game where he has a fantastic game, he remembers the one pass that he drops. He could go out there and have a fantastic game. If they lose the game, he's not even happy. See, they need somebody like that at that position where he's at to begin to change the mindset. See, we could we could listen to coaches, GMs, all they say. They can say what the hell they want to say. Until you have the right soldiers inside that damn locker room, those guys are not going to listen. Because the coach can tell, pull you in his office and tell you a lot of stuff, and once you walk out of his office, you're like, yeah, whatever. You go back in that locker room, if there's nobody that's keeping the same mindset going that the coach just told you, a waste of time, you know, because I think uh, David Aldridge was asking the question, I think right before you asked the question, and talking to him about, you know, has he talked to Gary Clark and Doug Williams about the things that it took, having those yep. key guys inside the locker room. See, every year I always hear about leaders, leaders, leaders on the football team. And then I watch the team play, and I say, well, those leaders aren't doing their job. You need to have guys who are police. From Doc Walker's era all the way up to when I got here and even a little bit after I left, there were guys in the locker room that were making sure crap went right. You get what I'm saying? And if you were doing something that was taken away from the the the, 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 the team ascending and the team's success, oh, they put you in check. That's what they need more now. And I think Terry is one of those guys because he may not say a lot, but he has a hell of an influence on a lot of those guys on that team. B, I mean, multiple things stand out to me about Terry. Um, but one thing that I've heard him say repeatedly is 
he wants the truth, right? He, he, he wants people to coach him hard, to push him hard. He wants to know what his weaknesses are so he can work hard yeah. and make them strengths. And people will think I'm only talking about athletes. Certainly athletes fall into this group, but I'm talking about everybody. I think the world is so full of people that just want to hear what's good and they just want to be surrounded by sycophants telling them that what they're doing is good enough, uh-huh. that it is so damn refreshing for a, a young man to be like, no, tell me what's wrong so I can fix it. And yeah. and I think everybody wants stuff the easy way, and, and McLaurin is just such an example of earning it the hard way, of, of, of earning something rather than being given something. Yeah. And, and I think... Wanting to hear the truth like that is, is so important, and, and and I imagine there were some similarities for you. Oh, uh, I grew up hearing the truth. Blanche Mitchell Senior didn't. Play. I imagine Blanche Mitchell. <laughs> nah, he, yeah, he, he, he basically, and that's why that's why I am the way I am today. You know, when you ask me a question, my answer, my my, I normally was would lead by saying, "Are you sure you want my answer?" Because I'm going to tell you what I think is like what I what, what I believe. And what I think is the, the the right way to tell you instead of trying to sit up there and make you feel good. Because too many people are surrounded by friends and family that only says what they think will make the guy feel good so they can keep themselves in their position. But ultimately, you should make sure they understand if they're doing something wrong. Okay? So they can correct it and get better. And guess what? You'll be around. You, you'll be taking care of a longer time. But if you sit there and you just – allow them to keep doing the wrong stuff and oh no you good don't worry about it that little stint is going to be a short-lived stint and then you're going to be out on your own anyway so make the person better and stronger by telling them the truth they will respect you they'll come back and tell you later on thank you believe me because you know i've said stuff to people and they were absolutely pissed at me for saying it but later on they made me understand that if i hadn't said they would have they wouldn't have learned the things they needed to learn. And that's the way I was raised by everybody in my town. They didn't give a damn about what I thought. And if I did something wrong, oh, I'm not going to tell your dad. They immediately called my dad. It's the way to get better. It's the way Hell to improve. Yeah. And accountability and, and understanding, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. McLaurin's a remarkable young man, I think. If you listen to this program, for months I've been telling you they were always going to get this thing done. It, it was cool to hear Terry say that as well today, that he always expected this thing to get done. Um, he, he had a quote like, you know, you never know until you know, but this was something we expected. Ron Rivera came on and, and made clear how much it was a priority for the organization to get done. I think, you know, those things matter. Um, and as much as maybe we gave them a hard time, during some of the downtimes for not getting it done, they got this deal done in June. And I, I think it's a testament to how much Terry matters to the organization and the organization realized it. And it, it's just, it's a good day for the commanders. It's a good day for this football team. Uh, Terry is on a flight now. I saw him driving out of here. I'm in Ashburn, if anybody can't figure that out. Um, Terry is on a flight now out to L.A., He's going to be working out with Carson Wentz in Huntington Beach. Um, I think a couple of the other receivers are going out there. 
That stuff is great, but it's more about, I mean, he literally left here, and I saw he had like a backpack, like they were going to the airport, and I think those are all just positive steps. I asked Terry about his thoughts playing with Carson, and and he explained that, you know, Carson's been texting him throughout the process. I, I think those little things matter. And, and I think, you know, there are other players addressing, you know, reaching out to him throughout the process. I, I think all that stuff matters. And, and I think it, it was really, really – every time Terry speaks is you learn something. And I thought today was a lot more about Terry the human who, you know, has to continue to push forward to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really impressive. Oh, yeah. I, the little bit I heard driving in was impressive, and uh, I can't wait to hear the absolute whole thing, you know. so um. Yeah, so if anybody's listening now, we're going to play the full press conference at noon. So you get to if, – if you missed it, don't worry about it. We got you. We're going to play it. Um, a couple things we want to talk about. Barry Sverluga is joining us at 11 o'clock. David Aldridge will join us at 1 o'clock. DA was here um, asking good questions like he always does. Barry has some news on a potential Nat sale, which is is obviously quite interesting. B, I know you were talking about RFK there, um, which is just sad. I, I, I'll, how do you let such an iconic place just become so dilapidated, man? Um, I mean, and, and, and they're people, not going to do anything with the stadium. What they should do, while you decide on what you're going to do, tear the stadium down. Yeah, well, like it, it, why it just does let no it? Good right now, just sitting up there. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it, it, is this just politics to let it sit like that? Like, the, the, the people that live in that area can't be happy about that at all. Oh, no. Hell no. I, I, like, I remember, I, I did this thing for Leon. I went over there, and I did this thing for Leon and D.C. Uh, events. And all the stuff that they had put built for these kids, these fields and all, brand new. And when you look over at our thing, you go, I understand the history, but it needs to come down. And it's just everybody wants to point the finger at somebody else. The city's pointing the finger at the feds, and the feds are well. I don't care. It's the feds of the city. Right. You know what? Like call a company and say we need you to go implode it. Totally. And then you can just, you can fight over what you're gonna do with the land after that. Because what are you fighting over? You're fighting over the land. Meanwhile, you've got an iconic place in a on the you got waterfront access. You've got an incredible view looking down East Capitol at the monuments of the Capitol building. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's what crack. are you doing? You know who they should have called? B. <laughs> yeah. Call John Leahy. He would have got that thing sold in, in hours. He got the whole lot sold, and you put up a bunch of affordable housing. Whatever it is, it doesn't even matter if they're trying to get a stadium anymore. That ship has sailed, right? Do mm-hmm. something. Choose something over nothing. There you go. Bureaucracy and red tape. Good God, we got enough in this city to sink a ship. 